It can be overwhelming to even try to tackle all of the things that you need to do as a food blogger. One of the best ways that you can withstand the workload is by managing your time and energy. In today's episode, I'm sharing some practical tips for how you can make sure you're managing these two things without burnout. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey, food bloggers, and welcome back to today's episode. I am so excited to be covering this topic that I truly do not think we talk about enough in our industry and just in the online business world in general. Managing my time and my energy is something that I have been intentional about over the last five years or so. When I say I've been intentional about it, it's definitely not something that I do perfectly, but it is something that I am focused on for the first time probably in my entire life. And I think it is something that is really the key or one of the keys to longevity in the online world and in growing a business. If you are brand new to the Vine podcast, thank you for joining me today, and I hope this episode will be encouraging for you and give you some practical ways that you can just continue to grow your business without burning out and without losing your sanity in the process. My name is Madison Wetherill. I'm the CEO and founder of Grace and Vine Studios, where we build custom brands and websites for food bloggers looking to take their business to the next level and to increase their impact through their food blog. Now, as always, you can find out more about the work that we do, about our team and our values and all of that type of stuff by going to our website, graceandvinestudios.com. And you can also go over to the services tab if you want to see the different ways that we work with clients. And those links are also always linked in your show notes as well. So I always like to share a little bit of a personal note when I record these podcasts just to have a reminder of who's behind the microphone and it's something that I didn't do for a lot of the episodes of this podcast, but it's something that I'm reminded is really important to our businesses as a whole. It is just really important that we remember who the person is behind the content that we're consuming and I hope that this gives you a little bit of an insight into my real life behind the mic. So I was trying to think of what I wanted to share this week because we've been in just such a weird season of getting used to being a family of five, getting back into the swing of what is even normal for us at this point. And I got to thinking about the fact that, so for many of you, you know that I am a homeschool mom. I have two kids who are homeschooled and then we have a third little baby who was just born three months ago. And for us, this season is really an adjustment and figuring out what homeschool is going to look like for us. Something else that I haven't shared on the podcast yet, I don't think, is that my husband is now home with us full time. And so that means that the responsibilities of the house and the business and the kids are all intermixed between both of us. And that means that we are figuring out what homeschool is going to look like for us in this season. 
Now, before we had our third son, I had these wild expectations of what I wanted school to look like this year. I was excited to dive into a new curriculum and just really go all in with it. I was excited for the different activities that it built in and the structure that it would have. And I quickly realized that it was going to be just too much for us in this season with a newborn. I still think it'll be something we'll come back to because I really love the curriculum and I think the boys really enjoy it as well. But for this season, we are having to adjust our expectations. And I think that's a perfect point to talk about in this episode where we're talking about managing your time and energy, because I'm going to talk about managing your priorities in a little bit. And this is definitely something that is ringing true for me in this season as I just try to figure out what this new normal is going to look like for us. So I thought that would be something interesting to share with you guys and just know that if you are in a season where things are needing to be adjusted and maybe it's a transitional season for you that there is so much grace as you figure out what new normal is going to look like for you. So let's dive into this topic of managing your time and energy. As I mentioned in the introduction, This is a topic that is so important if you want to avoid burnout as a food blogger. There are just so many ways that you can grow your blog, scale your blog, even keep your blog as a hobby. There are so many different ways that your blog can look for you, and so it's really important that you manage your energy and your time so that you're not in a state of overwhelm or anxiety or eventually in a state of burnout. So my first tip for managing your time and energy is to set goals. I've talked about this many times on the podcast before, but when there are so many different options for what you could do with your blog, there's so many different monetization strategies, content strategies, marketing strategies, all the things, it's really essential that you figure out what your personal goals are for your blog. And I think this is something that you should revisit often. Keeping those goals in mind is one of the most important ways that you can manage your energy. For example, if your goal is to diversify your income to not rely solely on ads, your time is going to be spent much differently than if your monetization strategy is all about ads. So it's important to remember and set those goals that are strategic and not vague because if you just have a goal of growing your blog, you're gonna end up trying to be stretched in seven different directions to grow your blog and not be able to make a whole lot of progress on that goal. You might have heard of the term SMART goals before, which are goals that are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And this is a great way, a great structure that you can use to make sure that your goals are strategic. And here are some examples of how you can take maybe some basic kind of generic goals and make them more strategic. So you might have a goal to have the best quarter four ever, but a better goal and a more strategic goal would be to increase your income by 50%. You could have a goal to be better at SEO, but a better goal would be to update your top 20 quarter four posts with better keyword strategies. You might have a goal of working with brands, but a better goal would be to specifically partner with five brands in the upcoming quarter. And if your goal is to learn about Pinterest, maybe a better goal would be to purchase and complete a Pinterest course by a certain date. Keeping these goals in mind is going to not only help you to structure your time, but it's also going to help you to stay focused, which will manage your energy as you really go down your own path and definition of success. 
I would highly recommend listening to the episode where I interviewed Megan Porta. The episode is titled How to Set Boundaries, Work Less, and Make More Money because we go into this topic of how to kind of stay in your own lane and keep your focus while you are trying to grow your blog in your own way. You can scroll back to episode 114 or check the podcast show notes for a direct link to that episode. Okay, the second tool for managing your time is to determine what your priorities are. So this is a similar concept to goal setting, but determining your priorities in any given season can be so refreshing to keep that energy maintained as you grow and scale your food blog. I've heard a quote a few times about this concept of juggling priorities. And essentially, this quote talks about how at any given moment, you are juggling multiple balls in the air and you're trying to keep them all afloat and in the air. Some of these balls are plastic and others are glass. I think we often confuse the plastic from the glass balls. We let our work-life balance, our family time, our sanity, or taking care of ourselves get dropped to the floor when in reality, those are the glass balls that we need to prioritize. I think this analogy is almost a bit of a contrast to setting goals because setting goals really supports the balance in your business where determining your priorities supports the balance in your life. At the end of the day, the reality is that we can't do it all. We have to drop the ball somewhere. And if we're not intentional about choosing where we're going to drop that ball, we're going to end up dropping some of those glass balls. So it's really just about making sure that we are prioritizing and we're not dropping those glass balls. And I think this is an important thing, again, to remember in those transitional seasons, because these are going to change. I mean, there's certainly some glass balls that never really will change, but in certain seasons, you might decide that prioritizing healthy dinners at home needs to be a glass ball, whereas maybe keeping up with your laundry every day doesn't need to be a glass ball in a busy season. If you are interested in going a little bit deeper on this topic, I read a really excellent book, I think about a year ago, that is about this topic of dropping the ball, and it's called Drop the Ball by Tiffany DeFu. And basically, she talks about how she was in a season where her personal life and her business life were kind of clashing, and she was busy in both seasons. And she had to really reevaluate her expectations and figure out how to cut things from her list. And then she also was really able to start relying on her community and on her husband to really support her in these different seasons and to flourish in both her personal life and her work life. It really helps her to figure out how she could develop deeper, more meaningful relationships, even though she was feeling you know, very busy in, again, her personal and her business life. So I highly recommend that book if that is something that sounds interesting to you. It just really helps to reshape the way that I think about my to-do list and what things are really essential. Another really important way of managing your time and your energy is to reduce the time that you spend on social media. I remember back when Apple first introduced the screen time monitoring on your iPhone and everybody around me seems to be panicking when they realized how much time they were spending on their phone each day. Before Apple had even come out with this, I had been using an app to track my time on my phone and what device, what apps I was using regularly on my phone and how long I was spending because I had already found that I was really wasting precious time that I had just scrolling on my phone and it didn't sit well with me. And so when Apple came out with this and it became something that you know shows up on your phone once a week, it really became something that I take to heart and I really almost try to beat myself every week by seeing that screen time go down. 
There's definitely weeks where I'm more active on social media from a content creation perspective. And on those weeks, I'm a little bit more gracious with myself about how much time I'm spending. But on the weeks where I know I haven't really created content, I haven't engaged with anybody on Instagram and I'm just spending the time scrolling, those are the weeks where I'm really encouraged to cut back. Because reducing that time that you spend on social media isn't just going to get you more time back in your day that you can use you know, for yourself or for your family or for even working on your business, but it's also going to reduce the amount of overwhelm and anxiety that you feel. Because the more we spend, more time that we spend on social media, the more we're going to feel that imposter syndrome and we're going to feel like we're not good enough, that we can't do all the things, and it's just going to be something that takes away our energy and defeats us. I have to share this email that I got from a listener recently because it so accurately describes the problem of social media and also what can happen when you reduce your your screen time. I have wasted a lot of time scrolling through social media looking for inspiration and direction for my blog, but it had the opposite effect. Without realizing it, my scrolling opened a window to feel inferior to other bloggers and I was debilitated from feeling like I would never get this right. I decided to do a social media detox. I've taken a break except for my own blogging related things and I feel like a new person. For months, I've saved your emails to get to when I had more time. I've always had the time, I just wasn't spending it wisely and I was feeling overwhelmed by my mixed bag of emotions. Now that I'm not wasting time scrolling, I see that. Thank you, Jamie, for sending that email to us. It not only made my day to hear that the podcast has impacted you on a really personal level, but I'm so glad that you have been able to break free from feeling like you are overwhelmed and debilitated. Spending too much time on social media is going to paralyze your creativity as a blogger, and it can also cloud your own vision of success. It can really make it hard for you to remember what your goals are for growing your blog, and it can help you just start to think of other people's goals as something that is important to you. It's really easy to think that our job is to be on social media or to think that as a food blogger, you have to spend all day online responding to comments and feedback. But I think it's really wise to assess whether the time you're spending on social media is actually growing your business or if it's just a bad habit that could be leading to imposter syndrome and comparing yourself to others. My last tip for managing your time and energy is to invest in yourself and into your team if you have one. The work we do as bloggers can be mentally and physically draining. I've said it before that food bloggers are notorious for wearing all of the hats and trying to do it all. And that type of working style leads to burnout over time. I've been there myself. But what if you were able to prioritize the work that is the most important work that only you can do? What if you either let go of the other things or you delegated them to somebody else? You don't have to try to grow your food blog on your own. And you will grow faster and with less stress when you choose to invest in yourself and into your business. We've seen the struggles of trying to scale your food blog alone. And when it comes to the technical side of your blog, you don't have to do it alone anymore. For the first time ever, we are launching our food blogger support program to give you access to a team of experts who are here to support you as you scale and grow your food blog. We're going to be opening spots to this program this week during Black Friday and Cyber Monday, so be sure to sign up for our email list in the show notes so that you can be the first to know about when it comes out and when it opens later this week. As a part of this program, you're going to get access to our experts in SEO, web design, video, WordPress, email marketing, and podcasting. We have put together a team of experts that you will not find anywhere else. 
You also will get access to our team for up to two small projects per month. And an expert can review your website and make recommendations for how to improve it. We're also going to be doing a quarterly food blogger chat where you're going to learn something about the food blogging industry that is kind of the latest news and updates and be able to ask questions to our team of experts as well. So I'm super excited to share that with you guys because it's something that has been in the works for the last few years and it's finally something that we're able to share with you guys and be able to offer. But really at the end of this episode, what I want you to know is that it is possible to manage your time and your energy as a food blogger, and it will be something that you will see the results of instantly when you decide to prioritize managing your time and energy in these ways. When you're able to set goals and set priorities and stay focused on those things, when you're able to put your blinders on from what everybody else is doing and to reduce your social media time, And finally, when you're able to invest in yourself by hiring experts to support you and making sure that you are investing in your business to help it grow, these are the ways that you're going to manage that time and energy. And these are the ways that in 10 years, you're still going to be blogging and you're still going to be seeing success and growth. So again, I would love for you guys to make sure you're on our email list if you're not already so that you will have the opportunity to be one of these spots that we're offering for our food blogger support program. We're only going to have a limited amount of these opening up right now just to get the program rolling. And so if you're interested in this, make sure that you're signed up. You can find the link in our show notes. It will just say get podcast updates and you'll be getting that update later this week. And in the meantime, I hope that you will just be intentional this week and over the holiday season, especially about managing your time and energy. This season in particular, quarter four for food bloggers, can be incredibly draining and overwhelming, even if it means that you are going to see a lot of success over this quarter, but I hope that you will just take these habits and try to bring them into the new year so that next year during quarter four, you have some amazing habits to protect your time and energy. And in the meantime, food bloggers, I hope that this episode was helpful and I will catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.